Hello, everybody. Everybody, hello, and welcome to We Synced It. Yes, this is a weekly podcast that focuses on all movies, TV, and entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. And how is everybody doing today? Thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. What's going on, Kevin? How you doing, bro? It's going well. Uh, we are here, actually, um, right in front of one of the haunted houses at Nightmare Village inside Extreme Action Park. Uh, we just had the sneak preview night not too long ago. Yesterday was the opening night. Um, it's been going really well. A lot of good reviews. Pat, you actually went through the houses? Yeah, went through the houses. Uh, got the shit scared out of me multiple times, which was great. And, uh, yo, um, a lot of heart went into this thing, which basically brought up my, my blood pressure. So good job. You almost <laughs> killed me multiple times. It's funny how people like to get close to death. And people and there's like a month just dedicated to that. Like, oh yeah, scare me to the point that I'm thinking that I'm about to die, but but you know, just reel it back in. It's crazy, man. We <laughs> we all have that that dark side in us. Yeah. We don't realize it. We don't realize it until it actually comes out. So it is October first. Um, this is a yearly tradition that we do here at we at We Seen Tit where we do something called Scarefest. Yes. So we have sixteen horror movies that we're gonna narrow down. Um, to the best horror movie of 2023. Uh, most of these movies are new. Some of them, you know, we'll throw in some old school options too, just to just to give it some variety. And every weekend um, when we record, we'll narrow down the list more and more. We're also going to be posting these on Instagram so that you guys can all vote as well. Um, and it's a uh, it, it's a really fun process. We're we're going to be talking about nothing but horror stuff all month long. And uh, let's get into it. So for this year's Scarefest, we have 16 movies, um, eight categories. Category number one, we titled one of these is trash. Yeah. Simply put. And the two movies that are going to be going up against each other for that first round will be The Boogeyman, which recently came out. And No One Will Save You which also recently came out on Hulu just a couple days ago. And yeah. I was able to watch it. You were able to watch it. I was able to watch that. Um, Very interesting. Based on the title, you already know how we feel about this. Yeah. So you guys should definitely take a look at it. If you have Hulu, uh, I know there's a way that you can just watch it without the ads because uh, I think they're being promoted by like Allstate, one of those car insurance companies, and they'll just give you like one ad in the beginning and then – you'll be able to watch this one hour and 30 minute movie ad free. And that's the best way to watch it. It's the, it's the great, yo, it's, it's a new horror. Yeah. It's a new type of horror yeah. for sure. Next up, next category is titled newish. Uh, so this is basically a new spin off of old legends, old stories. We've got the voyage of the Demeter versus the nun part two, which we were able to watch recently um, at an advanced screening through Popcorn Frights. Shout out to Popcorn Frights. Shout out, you guys. And uh, it was a fun experience. They, um, it was at a, it, it so happened to take place at a movie theater that was once an old church. So it added to the feel. It added to the feel. Uh, they gave out as promotional material um, these fans that were in the shape of the face of the nun, but they were church fans. Yeah, so you so, can... So it was everything was like uh, it was a classy joint. It was classy as hell. Yeah. And it was fun. The the honestly, uh, I mean, we're going to get more. We're going to dive more into the movies next week. But um, I will say that movie hits the ground running right from the beginning. Yeah. Like as soon as the opening scene started, it was already like we all kind of looked at each other like, oh, damn. OK. Yeah. And uh, next up, we have uh, Werewolves Bar Mitzvah. Mm hmm. So we got two wolf, uh, werewolf movies going up against each other. We got Werewolves Within versus Werewolves by Night. And mm -hmm. I think this is the first time we've had an MCU movie in the Yeah. In, in the, yeah, in the scare MCU don't, they really don't focus on uh, the horror. But this right here um, was their first horror uh, movie. And... Yeah, I think it should have been on the list, and I'm happy that it is on the list. And on top of that, we found out that I believe later on this month, they're releasing a colored version of this movie, which I think is a big mistake. Don't know why. But yeah, the black and white was really nice. Yeah. If anything, the black and white should be the special edition yeah. of this movie. 
I don't know why why would they do something like that, but they're just running out of ideas. So we have basically canines in that category. The next category is going to be the opposite realm. We got uh, cat two cat movies. Mm-hmm. The name of the category is How Are You Feline? Yeah. This is Sleepwalkers versus the Cat's Eye, which interesting. <laughs> that's not. Dup did it again. It was supposed to be a to do, but I don't know where that's at. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, it just so happens both of these stories are Stephen King stories, and they both deal with cats. So Sleepwalkers versus the Cat's Eye. I still haven't seen the Cat's Eye, so I got to watch it before next week when we uh, record this. But Pat actually told me about this movie and showed me the trailer, and it looks really interesting because it looks like this one cat going through different stories and different scenarios. Yeah, I remember watching it as a little child, and... Uh just remember that I thought the whole movie was based on this one story. Find out that no, nah, it was it's a whole bunch of uh, stories about this one cat just going out through the city. Mm, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and then we got next category. I'm inside you. This is two movies about possession. We've got Talk to Me, um, which recently came out that I really really enjoyed. Versus Evil Dead Rise, which I also saw yeah. and also really, really, really enjoyed. Both uh, disturbing movies to watch. Um, it, it'll make you feel a certain way by the end of the movie, for sure. Both of them. Yeah, so Both I'm excited about that. And uh, let's see. Next up for our masochistic crowd, mm-hmm. uh, we got What's Your Kink? This is basically the old school Hellraiser that everybody knows and loves versus the new Hellraiser that I believe is on Hulu as yeah, well. It's on Hulu yeah. as well. Um, you haven't yeah, seen the new yeah. one? I no, I did. I actually did see the new one, and I'm really interested to see how that route is going to go because I think both movies were great, but in different ways. So I'm interested. I'm interested to see. I didn't think they were going to make another another Hellraiser after the the one that uh, the new one. I, I thought it was just like one and done, but I think they do have plans on making a uh, a part two to that. And I and, and it, what's really cool is that Clive Barker, the creator of Hellraiser, was involved in this new version too. So um, it, it still is faithful to the story. Um, it's still very creative, um, and it has his blessing because he's you know he's part of the the production. Same thing with Evil Dead Rise. I know um, they've always been been faithful to that to that franchise every time they they make a new sequel um next up we have big city tings this is uh two movies about people either trying to make it to the big city or now they're in the city um this is scream six which recently came out with jenna ortega versus pearl starring mia goth pearl is i guess you can say a prequel to the movie x yeah and they're already coming out with the next sequel uh triple x yeah, it's when she's uh, in, in uh, Hollywood. Not her. It's supposed to be another character who's yeah. supposed to be, who uh, Maya Goff is going to be portraying, and she's going to be in uh, California, Hollywood, during the 80s. So, dude. 80s porn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything is it's porn related. You just, yeah. if you need to, to add another shock of value to your movie, just be like, right, just, just throwing some porn in there. Uh, one of the characters has an OnlyFans. Boom, throw that in there. Yeah. You got to think of making a script as like a Petri dish or a potluck, and you're just throwing stuff in there just to spice it up. I know, and so I, I did watch X, and X is supposed to take place in the 70s, and the the movie had that, like, grain yeah. in the in the texture of, like, the movie. be cool if, since this movie is going to be in the 80s, it has, like, that, you know, how sometimes that you're watching a VHS, the, a yeah. VHS, but you see, like, the pixels, like... Yeah. I'd be cool if you just see that from time to in time. In the trailer, it does. Yeah. Like, when they're going towards uh, the... the it was I think it's supposed to be the Hollywood sign, but it's something else. Is it something else? I haven't seen the trailer in a minute, but I'm thinking that... Or I m- think it may say triple X. Maybe that's what it is. And then it's, it, as it's zooming in, you see, like, you see the little fuzz go down like this, and then it goes back up. I'm like, oh, okay. I like that. And it's amazing how, yeah. like, that it's like it's a timestamp for different things. Everything, everything is a fucking timestamp. <laughs> and then lastly, we've got Airbnb. Mm-hmm. This is Barbarian. Um, just to clarify, the Barbarian movie that stars actually 
I keep on looking down at the monitor when I got to be looking up. <laughs> um, I know it's on HBO Max now. It's on Max. Yeah, it's on Max. Um, you know, it's crazy. Cause and it's on uh, Prime as well. It's on Prime. It's okay. the one that has Ju- uh, Justin Long. Yeah, Justin Long. Yeah. yeah. Justin at the beginning. Um, this is, yeah, bar- that version of Barbarian, um, so that no one gets confused, yeah. versus Knock at the Cabin, which is the latest uh, film from M. Night Shyamalan. Um, that stars Dave Bautista and several other people. Uh, we got the gentleman, the redhead guy from Harry Potter. Uh, Hermione? Ron Weasley. Ron. Yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are, dude. Did you, did you end up seeing Knock at the Cabin? <laughs> yes, I saw both of those movies. Uh, Knock at the Cabin, I, I recently saw that one. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But the thing about that movie was that... Uh, I was thinking to myself, like, it's a decent movie, but is it as good as M. Night Shyamalan was in the early 2000s? Like, was is it like Signs good? Is it like Unbreakable good? Because remember when those movies yeah. came out, people were like all over it, bro. They're like, yo, this guy. He's a genius. He's a genius. The, the scripts that he come out with and everybody try to get like, uh, what's the twist or, and all that. But when this movie came out, it was like, yo, you know what? This thing wasn't half bad. Yeah. Actually, it's pretty good. And it was like one of those things like um, first his name was so big. Now it's like so low that even if he come out with something just decent, you think that kind of like catapults his name up there again when actuality is like, ah, man, you, it's an average movie yeah. at best. Like, would I watch it again? I would say, yeah, actually, horror-related, I watch more horror movies again than I watch any other genre, I would say. Yeah, that, and after, as soon as, uh, after that, it will be action movies. I watch horror movies, like, at least twice or three times. Then I watch uh, action movies, and that includes the MCU and stuff. I watch that, like, at least once. Then I watch it twice, but, like, a year later or something like that. But horror movies, I'll watch it, like, twice in a week. What's great about horror movies is that there's always a new horror movie coming out. It feels like every month. Yeah. Oh, especially this is yeah. we're in a horror movie renaissance. Like just horror related renaissance cuz if you if you don't see a movie that you like, you're most definitely going to see like a short that you can watch on YouTube that you can definitely uh sink yourself into. Uh you can watch uh there's TikTok. There's TikTokers out there who make like three minute horror uh, related uh, content, and I love every bit of it. As a matter of fact, like later on this week, while we're doing this, I can uh, we can just throw out some uh, some uh, some titles. I know that there's one horror uh, short that was on YouTube that you can watch, and it's called The Chair. Take a look at that. That one is that's a masterpiece, <laughs> told in 15 minutes. Is really, really good. Let's see. In other news, so we recently went to um, Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. You want to talk about our experience there? Yeah. Um, we went at the right time. I'll tell you that much. Jesus Christ. Have you heard what's been going on? Uh, I, they I, oversold. They oversold. They oversold. Everything. I feel like they oversold when we went. No. We, they did, but, bro, the wait times now are like three, four hours. Oh, my God. And then if you have this, the fast pass, it's like 30 minutes to an hour. Oh, that's crazy. That is so crazy. So Halloween Horror Nights, um, I wasn't crazy about the the character, like the icon character. Um, I didn't think he was, like, scary. I barely heard him. I barely – I didn't see no ads about him. Uh, I mean, his, uh, his promo team was – they were trash because yeah. I barely saw him at all. But um, – he his mm. basically his the the to go along with his theming it's like he's focused on like the zodiac which to me is not scary it's obnoxious whenever you hear like people talk about the zodiac it's i think uncle luke <laughs> what's that what's that number one zodiac sign <laughs> mm. uh haunted houses um <laughs> what was your favorite one that we went through favorite haunted house that we went through um I want to say The Exorcist. 
was my favorite. I one. I agree with that. The Exorcist was fantastic. Yeah. I, I I asked a lot of people what they thought about it, but I think it's because the movie hasn't come out yet. Yeah, that people were kind of like unsure how they felt about it. But dude, there's a part of the haunted house, and this is a this is definitely a spoiler alert. But I guess this is going to happen at some point in the movie. I guess one of the girls in the movie is like vomiting, but it's like she's vomiting towards the ceiling. Uh-huh. So it was like shooting up and then spreading out across the ceiling. And when I saw the set design and they recreated that, it looked amazing. Like, I'm sure it's going to be an amazing shot in the movie. But um, no, but I actually did feel like That's creeped funny. out. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you this is going to yeah. be dope in the movie. Like, I'm, I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, There's a whole bunch of, oh, Oh, when I see this, when they're running in the woods and you see the people who are searching for them just yeah. saying their names, that looks fucking dope. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to see that in the movie. That's gonna be a pretty cool, uh, cool ass scene. But that was also they did that in a a haunted house for Stranger Things for season one mm. when they were looking for um the what you call it the for Will yeah when they were looking for Will they mm. did that and it was it was well done again. All he did was just basically just change that set to Exorcist and have the 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 scare actors just basically say another name, another two names. That was my personal second favorite house was the Stranger Things house. Not as scary, but the set design yeah. was immaculate. Um, I didn't like it this year, though. No? The only reason is because um, when we went last time, they had a... It was like you started off with the whole Stranger Things... And you see, like, uh, you're you're going inside uh, Will's house. You see the lights and everything like that. All that's happening. And then in the middle of the of the haunted house, you see. Okay, just making sure that we're still recording. You see the Stranger Things sign, like it was in bold, and it was like in a black room. And you hear the music, like so. As you're walking into it, you hear do 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 do. You see a fucking big ass red red sign that says Stranger Things and I'm like oh, so it's shit. like you're reliving the, you, the actual episode the episode because you remember how they used to have like their their uh, rolling in credits they didn't start until like like 15-20 minutes into the fucking show and you're like oh god damn I totally fucking forgot and then but they didn't do that this this year but I realized the reason why they didn't do that is because they stopped doing that in the show no I don't know if they stopped doing that because uh, corporate I'm always going to say corporate is the reason why they start doing they stop doing creative shit, but it could just because like uh, it just ran its course. Yeah, maybe could have just ran its course, but I do I did enjoy that. Uh, the scare zones. I, I don't know if Universal has gotten like lawsuits recently or something from from scare actors like chasing people. <laughs> they don't chase people anymore. They don't chase. They're people. they're like stationary. I don't know, man. I. Everything about that was, it, they are stationary. They they seem like they have like a routine that they just yeah. stay into their bubble and they don't try to go out and try to scare people. They're quick to take pictures, which is fine, but it's like, it's not a scare, like, oh, I'm going to scare you in this picture. It's like, a, oh, you want to take a picture of me? Hey, and I'm going to smile as I'm next to you, and then you just go on in your merry way, which I seriously believe that it could be because of that, because... People were willing to sue people for anything now. Like, I'm sure, you know, you know, people being chased, they fall down, mm-hmm. they scrape their leg, they blame the park, or they, they say, oh, you know, this person was targeting me or harassing me. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case, but I kind of wish they brought back, like, the whole, like, because back then I remember going to Halloween Horror Nights and, like, the dudes with the chainsaws, if they heard you scream, they were going to chase you yeah. until they you got to the end of their scare zone. Like, yeah. they, they didn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they would chase you. But, I mean, I have to admit, they do catch you. If you're, like, looking at your phone or something or you're looking away, they are pretty good at uh, rolling up on you because that shit has happened. It happened to me multiple times that I would just look at my phone or I'd be looking away, and then I'll just hear it. Go! I'm like, hey! <laughs> you know, you get your little fist up like, Jesus Christ, you almost, you almost got the business. And what about the food? The food was good. Yeah. So it was... It was a lot of people, man. <laughs> food was good. I think the, the best. The drinks were good. Yeah, the drinks were good. The food was good. Um, the best moment, in my opinion, of the entire night mm-hmm. was the show that we saw. I was just about to bring that shit up. 
I was just about it was like to bring nightmare this shit. fuel or whatever yeah. it was called. It was a burlesque. It was a burlesque nightmare fueled uh, with like illusions, yeah, pyrotechnics, fire, gymnastics, acrobatics, eroticism, a lot of eroticism um, into the show. Definitely, they're, they're, I I know that the 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 show they always do at Halloween Horror Nights was always tailored to be more towards the older crowd. This one was definitely tailored towards an old uh, nightmare fuel revenge dream yeah it's a long ass name they could have uh they could have workshopped it but actually that name it, it it basically tells you what the hell the story is all by itself but they could have definitely workshopped that name but um it was it was cool there was a lot of uh there was a lot of like what the fuck is going on Man. how the hell did you i was like how did, how'd she disappear i'm like did i miss something did I blink? And I, it, it, it's, it was worth it, but it was a lot of motherfuckers there. <laughs> Once again, the only my only negative that's gonna be in all of these things is that there were just so many people there. The uh, I do believe that the reason why the haunted houses weren't as scary as they're supposed to be is that there was a lot of motherfuckers there. Yeah. Uh, the only reason the food wasn't as good as it uh, was supposed to be, a lot of motherfuckers there. We had to wait in line to get the food, oh, no, to get a ticket for the food, and then we had to go into another line to to get the the food itself. So that's already adding like five minutes on top of another 10 minutes, which was, uh, that was already fucking jacked. Um, that nightmare fuel, if we didn't come up with that idea for me to stay and just, and hold that spot, we would have been all the way in the fucking, in the buoys. Oh, we probably wouldn't have made it, Man. which was, it was fucking ridiculous. And even the seats that I saved were tight. Dude, there was somebody who was sitting in between my legs like I was doing their fucking hair. It was like crazy. It was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this person's just sitting right here. And I don't even know her. She's just sitting. I'm like, oh, this is weird. This is fucking weird. But the show was just so good that it took away from that. Um, I, You know, Universal is creating right now in the process. They're, they're, they're making a, a third theme park, mm -hmm. Epic Universe. Supposedly, there are rumors that one of the sections of the park is going to be the classic Universal Monsters. So if that's the case, they may move Halloween Horror Nights over there to, to, the, new to, the, to the new park, which is great because the park is even bigger, so there's more space to play with. But an area that is like year-round horror, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. What is something that they can combat this? That is that is that what you believe is the best way they can combat this uh Overselling of, tic of tickets and because uh, you remember, like, we went on the first full week of uh Halloween Horror Nights, like, that was the first full week that they opened, and we went on a weekday, and it wasn't as bad as I've been seeing like TikToks and Instagrams of people not even getting into the park, they had to wait like outside of the park, it was a line to get into the fucking park that went out into a city walk just to get in there. Me personally, if I have to wait that long, I already paid for it, so I'm going. I'm doing it. But oh my god, it it just I would be so fucking like hard pressed that I, everything that I do in there, it's gonna be I'm gonna be pissed off about it. Yeah. Just because like I know it's gonna be elbow to elbow when I get in there. Um, all this like when we went through the the whole haunted house, it was like we could see the party that's in front of us. So they're getting all the scares or even the party that's in front of them. They're getting all the scares and we're just getting the slack of it. Like there was a, in a Stranger Things, um, one of the characters who was playing Max, like she already did her scene to like two parties in ahead of ahead of us. I'm like, oh, she's going to get to us. She went back into a freaking cubby. So by the time we passed, then she then she kicks it up again in the behind us. I'm like, man, we didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even get this chance to see what Max said. Which was like, damn, the fuck is going on? But it's just too many people, man. Yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> the only temporary solution is just they, they, you know, bigger park. They need bigger more park. space. Or limit how people. many tickets they sell. Yeah, but I don't think they would never do that. Nah, they I don't, yeah, money is money. They're, yeah. they're, they're always going to take it. Um, but, yeah, the like to piggyback off of what Pat was saying, you know, the there were so many people that they just... I remember back in the day they would limit, like they would let certain amount of, at a time, wait a minute, certain amount. Now they just, it's like a conga line. You're, yeah. you're just going in straight. 
thousands of people coming in and out. Do um, we even ask one of the people who were guarding uh, the front, like, hey, can we have, like, a little gap? And she looked at us and we're like, all right, cool. Like, we knew what that mean. That look was like, nah, that ain't happening. <laughs> like, all right. But that's it. the great thing about Nightmare Village. They yes. do, they do, they actually let in groups of up to six at a time. So even if you're with a group of 10, they'll break it up into two groups. They let in the first group. They go over a whole briefing just to give some time for the next group to, to walk away. And then you go in and you feel isolated. You feel like you're the only people in the house, yeah. which is cool, you know? Um, so definitely check that out. What else we got? Do we have any other? Uh, what else uh, we got going on? Come to Nightmare Village. Yeah. It's, it's all month. And it's all month, but it's uh, every weekend. It's Friday and Saturday, correct? Uh, in the beginning, like for this uh, past opening weekend, it was Friday, Saturday. It's going to be Friday and Saturday again next weekend. But then midway through October, they're the going to extend it Friday, right? Saturday, Sunday. And then that last week of October, it's going to go from Thursday all the way to Halloween, which happens to fall on a Tuesday. So it'll be like six days straight. Do you, are you cool with people dressing up for Halloween? Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're definitely cool with people uh, dressing up for Halloween. They may, um, if you have a mask on, they may ask you to remove it just for safety reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, yeah, absolutely. We, we, we did the same thing last year. We had everybody, everybody came in costume on Halloween night. It's always a fun time. Um, and, and one cool thing about uh, Nightmare Village, rather than having like some type of step and repeat that just says Nightmare Village, they actually have like an area that you can sit down in that looks like a throne from hell that you can sit down in and just uh, take selfies and all that other kind of stuff. Actually, you can take pictures all over this, this set, not yeah. inside the haunted houses. Got a couple of questions to ask you and the audience in general. Um, Kevin, what's a what's the best movie that you've ever seen that you don't plan on watching again? I think for me, it's always it always has to be a disturbing movie, right? Like if you think about it, no, but like um, you always think of something disturbing. That's the first thought that came up to my mind. And then the second one is always like something that's like boring. Uh, For me, I think it's Sleepers. So Sleepers had an un, like a real ensemble cast. You've got Brad Pitt, Robert De Niro, um you've got oh my god, I got I forgot the name. Oh, Kevin Bacon. Hello. Yeah, Kevin Bacon was the antagonist in the movie. But basically the movie ta- uh, is about these kids who get into trouble, get sent to a juvenile detention center while they're there, mm. they're like abused, sexually abused, raped, fucking and then they finally all get out, and a couple of them bump into the the guard that did all these horrendous acts to them, and they kill him. So now they they may go to prison. So, but one of the the kids who wasn't part of the the murder ended up becoming a lawyer. So he wants to like help them in not going to prison. And then it it goes from like this horrific. Uh, thriller drama of these kids and then it turns into like a courtroom movie but it's so disturbing to watch that uh yeah definitely uh, i don't think i would ever watch it again but it's a good movie though yeah it's a good movie. i don't think i've ever seen sleepers why was it called sleepers i i will say the the oh, wait, the, the scene story? i will say the scene where they bump into kevin bacon and decide to take his life is crazy bro it's it's crazy powerful really they're 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 two of the guys they're they're sitting at a bar in a restaurant kevin bacon walked happens to walk in mm-hmm. or no, no no kevin bacon was already at the restaurant eating by himself mm-hmm. and one of them looks over his shoulder sees him and spots him he's like yo look who it is that's the guy that you know raped us when we were kids and they walk over and sit down in front of him and they're like do you recognize us and at first he doesn't so then they start giving him hints, and he's like, "Oh, that's right. You're those. Uh, those. You're part of those. The, those boys. Okay. So how you doing?" And he just keeps eating like like nothing happened. Really. And then they they actually shoot him like under the table, and then they stand up and shoot him a couple more times, and they walk. Oh, that's out. how they killed him. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be like, yeah, oh, I'm gonna torture you. Yeah, something more dramatic or whatever, um, but. Yeah, it's a really disturbing movie. Definitely wouldn't watch it again. I remember one time we asked Skinner that same question, 
and he brought up a good one. He said, um, or was it you? I think you said American History X one time yeah. we were talking about it. Yeah, I um, I remember. I think the first time I ever watched that movie, I just remember being in a a group full of like kids my age. So it was either in school or it was like at a friend's house, and I just know after I finished watching it once, I'm like, I'm never gonna watch that. I'm never gonna watch that movie again. Yeah, I. That is, it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong; it's a good movie, but just the thought of just like watching it again, mm-hmm. even the the freaking like cover of it, I see it and I'm like, mm. like I would tell people that it's a good movie if they've never seen it, watch it, but you know just beware. But I would never watch it again. Like usually, I would uh, if I tell somebody to watch a movie, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll gladly rewatch it with you, and you know just to see what's your reactions to these scenes that for the first time, you know, just so I can get like that, uh, like a contact high kind of shit. But for that movie, nah, you feel, you feel rotten. Yeah. At the end of that movie. Yeah. Something about that dude. What's the name? Edward Furlong. No, no. The, the actor was Edward Norton. Edward Norton. That motherfucker, man. At at one point I thought that motherfucker really hated black people. bro. (laughs) Cause there was another movie that he did. I think it was called 24. 48? I think it was like the 25th hour or something The 25th like that. hour. Like, he had 24 hours until he go to jail. And I remember seeing a little bit of that movie. I'm like, bro, you're doing a lot of movies. And he's, there's only two that he's done. But I'm like, man, you do a lot of movies that's like, like racist as fuck, man. What's up? What's up? And then he was uh, he was the Hulk. I'm like, oh, now this racist motherfucker is the Hulk now, huh? <laughs> now he's a hero. <laughs> yeah, now he's a fucking hero. So at the back of my day, that guy was a fucking racist. Yeah, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> but it just uh, it, it was just acting back then. One thing uh, um, this uh, just came up in my mind right now that I I wanted to to talk about on the podcast. Uh, you remember like in the nineties and eighties and shit like that, like people who were actors, you could never see an actor who who went from like, yo, I'm doing I I do hero movies like Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. I only do hero movies, uh, Sylvester Stallone, all these actors and stuff. I only do hero roles. If I do any villain roles, it'll ruin my fucking career. That's the same thing that, by the way, uh, Christian Bale, he tried to break that stigma too because uh, his first villain role was American Hit- uh, no, American, Psycho. American Psycho. And Leonardo DiCaprio was going for that same role. Somebody told Leonardo DiCaprio, this movie is going to end your career because a lot of people, like your fan base is primarily women, and they love to see you in these hero roles, and they like to see you as, you know, uh, Prince Charming and stuff like that. So if you take this role, you're not going to get it. So Christian Bale was told the same thing, pseudo, and Christian Bale got the part. Here's the thing about that whole shit. The person who told... Leonardo DiCaprio about that went on to marry Christian Bale's father like two months wow. after that. That's weird. She was the hiring actor for that movie. So, is it an inside job that Christian Bale got that part? I don't know. It sounds that it sounds that way. I forgot her name, but she's like really well known in Hollywood. That was on a documentary that I saw about Christian Bale. But eventually, Leonardo DiCaprio. Eventually, he went like decades later. He, he went rogue. He he broke out of that, and you know he he was the Wolf of Wall Street. He yeah. was uh, in Django. He was the okay. He was definitely. <laughs> I was gonna say Wolf of Wall Street is like you're a bad guy, but. The movie doesn't really portray you as bad. It's, it's mm, like I mean, he backs that he betrayed all his friends and they all went to prison because of him. It's like a mafia movie. Yeah, you know, like you're a bad guy in a mafia movie, but it's like, I mean, we're watching it for you, bro. Yeah. Like we're watching it for you, kind of shit. It's like uh, all of like um, Goodfellas or something. All of Al Pacino movies. This guy, either you're a bad like Al Pacino to me is either you're a bad guy who just do bad things, but we're we're still rooting for you. I don't. I, I can't remember like a good movie. Well, he he played that blind guy 
and uh, oh, Scent of a Woman. Scent of a Woman. He was a good guy in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he teaches the kid yeah, how to he be a man. The kid, but Al Pacino is like one of the only people who I know who is like when people think of him is like I think of like ah oh, you know. I think of like, oh, you know, he, he plays good guys. But nah, man, this guy plays bad people. Bro, he was the villain in Dick Tracy. Villain in Dick Tracy, by the way. Underrated movie. Underrated underrated villain, because he was really fucking good. The fact that he was going to put people in cement. I've never seen that in movies before. Like, you, you, you hear the stories about gangsters doing this shit. But to actually see somebody getting cemented, that's well done. <laughs> that's real fucking he's also the devil himself in the devil's advocate that's my favorite Al Pacino movie yeah. that's my favorite Al Pacino movie by far um, but oh the only reason I bring this up is because there was not a lot of people who were switching from doing like being a good guy into a bad guy but then I watched this uh, trailer for The Good Son with what you call it uh, Macaulay Culkin He's the only actor, I believe, who's ever done it in the 90s. Because The Good Son came out around the same time that he was still on the heels of Home Alone. And he still became a bad guy in that fucking movie. I was I was watching trailer I'm like, I'm like damn I said I totally forgot that this motherfucker was uh, he was a bad guy in that movie because when I think about the good son I think of Mac- Macaulay Culkin right I'm like oh but I'm thinking I totally forgot about Elijah Wood being yeah. the good kid I yeah. thought Macaulay Culkin was the good kid but then when I watched that uh that fucking clip I'm like oh this guy was the bad guy he was the bad guy in fucking uh what in that movie but. I remember him as, but he's always bad. Even in Home Alone, he's kind of bad too. He's a he's a Al Pacino. <laughs> he's an Al Pacino because you know he's doing some heinous shit, but he's doing it to bad people. And I just want to know which, at what point did they get rid of that stigma of like, oh, it doesn't matter if you're good or bad, just, just as long as the role is good, yeah. I guess. Because I'm, I'm I'm like I'm, I'm loving it right now. I, I hate the whole tight casting of like, oh, I'm only gonna play a, a great, uh, a good guy kind of thing. Because that's the reason why Sylvester, uh, um, um, Van Dam, yeah, like that Mortal Kombat was supposed to be a Van Dam video game, and he turned it down because he didn't want to see, he didn't want to seem like, oh, I don't want people like taking off my head and stuff like that, you know, like killing me and stuff like that in movies, and I also don't want to become the villain in a movie, in a, in a video game, and. That made me think, like, damn, there's a lot of... I remember that back in the day. Like, people didn't want to be villains I, I think all. I think the best actors are the ones that can play, like, the ultimate hero and the ultimate villain. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Daniel Day-Lewis was Lincoln. But he was also in the gangs of gangs of New York. Yeah. Like, you know, he was the, the butcher or whatever. Bill the Butcher. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think if, if you... I think the the more extreme you go on opposite sides of that spectrum, the the better you are as an actor. I think that's that's why so many people, you know, got sad when when Heath Ledger passed away because it was like, yo, he hit that mark yeah. when he did the Joker. Like, he showed everyone, like, no, no, I could go the opposite route too. Like, but, but then I'm what versatile. was his good? What was his good? Was I mean, it you a know, Knight's Tale, a Knight's Tale. You know, ten uh, ten things I hate about you. Uh, you know. Dude, hey, every girl that I know loved him in 10 Things I, I Hate About You. Loved him. Because he was like, he was edgy, but he wasn't, you know, like, he, he still a had dick. a heart. Like, yeah, he was, you know, he wasn't the. He was a dick. He slapped somebody in the ass when they were chasing him. You remember that? He sang on the, oh. on the bleachers. He like, wow. and then somebody was running. Sexual assault. And he, 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 he just ran off. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! That shit was funny as fuck. It was funny, but uh, yeah, man, sexual assault, assault. <laughs> yeah, man, damn, that shit was uh, was nuts. But I'm trying to think of any other actor who 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 plays those kind of extremes. You could say Christian Bale too. Yeah, no, Christian Bale, I think is a yeah. perfect example. Motherfucker was Batman, yeah. like the 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 most ultimate incorruptible hero. But then mm-hmm. he was also American Psycho. 
He was the villain in the last Thor movie. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't count that. No, I don't count that. Oh, because it was really. It was. It was not. It was not. I didn't receive it well. A lot. Maybe a lot of people received it well, but I didn't receive it well because he didn't. I don't know. To me, it just it, he didn't really showcase his villainous. To be honest, I felt like he got less villain time in that movie than any villain in any Marvel movie ever. Like he didn't get he didn't get time to like grow into a villain because mm. they made him such a person that you feel bad that he had to turn into this because you you know you find out about his uh, his daughter dying and then he finds find out that his his god doesn't really care about him. So I'm already feeling bad for this guy. But to be honest, they should have showed that scene like later on in the movie. Yeah. Just show me like him just fucking killing, f- fucking killing gods. Like that big ass god that was like a, a bear that was just it was already dead. I would like to have seen him kill it maybe, or just go around killing gods, and then we find out why he did it. Like I want, I want to see him as evil, and then. I want to know why he turned evil. I understand that Disney and their whole thing about like rebranding their villains now, like uh, how they did Corella the Ville. Um, like she really doesn't like to kill dogs. I get it, but I mean, in my mind, she's already she, she kills dogs, bro. Yeah. Maybe to these young kids, they they like to see her as oh no, you know she's misunderstood. Fuck that misunderstood bullshit. I like my villains to have bullet points of who they really fucking. I need a like a what, what those shit like a little notepad just to be like, oh, okay, Corella, she likes to kill dogs and she wears their skin as uh, as clothing for for kicks. And she had a hundred and one Dalmatians that she wanted to have like a I don't know a long ass coat. I don't know what she wanted to do with a hundred and one Dalmatians, but she wanted to do that shit. And she's bad because of this. Now it's like no, there's some type of nuance to it. Like, how can there be nuance to killing dogs? <laughs> There's nuance to killing dogs, and, and that's what they want, man. But, yeah, they're just running out of uh, people to praise in these movies, so they're going the villain route. I'm trying to think of who, what other villain can they possibly do that to, turn into a good, a good guy. Has Keanu Reeves ever been a, a villain? He ain't got that kind of range. <laughs> I mean, He's, he doesn't even have the range to be a hero. Keanu, <laughs> he he is like. Have you ever heard when uh, when people who make like clothing, and they say that uh, they like to they like to their models to be skinny and stuff because they just want the clothes to just hang off of them. They just they don't want the model to have like standout features. They just want them to just be like. You're an entity who just cared, just wearing my clothes and just go out there. That's who I think Keanu is, because he is like a blank canvas. He is like a mannequin that you just throw in there. And what the thing that people like about him is that you can see yourself in his character. Because it's a mannequin. Because it's a mannequin. Just throw a leather jacket on him and Matrix. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if you ask anybody who watched The Matrix or... um, John Wick, right? If I say that, okay, now replace Keanu Reeves with yourself. Seamless. See, is there any act that's going to be different? Probably not. You can replace now, let's say that, okay, now replace uh, in uh, Matrix, replace Keanu Reeves' part with Will Smith. Is there going to be any difference? Yes, there will be. Because Will Smith is Will Smith. He's going to be Will Smith in that movie. That's why I think that's what it is. Because you put any other actor in there, you're going to see that actor being that actor, being themselves in that movie. But with Keanu Reeves, I can put myself in there seamless and I'd be like, yeah, no problem. I can't do that to any other movie. I can't see, I can't put myself into uh, Bad Boys and being like, yeah, I'm going to play Will Smith's part. Nah, it ain't going to be, it ain't going to be, it's a little, nah, it ain't there. Uh, what you call it? Gangs of New York. I'm going to be Danny Day-Lewis. I can't see that. I can't do the fucking eye shit. I'll be fucking twitching. Like, Ugh. I can't do that shit. But with Keanu Reeves movies, I can do that all day. I know Kung Fu. You're Dracula. I could do that shit all fucking day. I could do that all day. No disrespect to the guy. I love him. 
I love his movies, but you're Dracula. <laughs> you're Dracula, bro. Whoa. <laughs> you're Dracula. I know kung fu. I can kill you with a pencil. I could do that shit all day. He's still a great guy, though. Great chap. That's my thoughts. I'm not trying to. Once again, there's no hate to Keanu Reeves. He is a great actor. Uh, he is. Um, he's a lovable guy, but I just feel that he is like he's the mannequin of actors. And the opposite of mannequin of actors is like, I don't know, method acting, maybe. But, you know, it's funny because, like, I, I agree. I agree that he is a mannequin. But, like, you see him in Bill and Ted and he was so fantastic. So it's like, dude, is he really that surfer guy? Like, maybe that's the real Keanu Reeves. That's and the then one that from us? And then throughout the years, he just kind of, like, turned into that mannequin. They probably, like, you know, maybe people told him to turn it down. Like no, or, or maybe he thought like, "Fuck, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna keep getting typecasted as like the surfer guy," you know. But he has been through a lot. Like in his personal life, yeah. he's been through a lot. I think that's what it was. It was like life just got to him. The whole thing about like his um, his girlfriend uh, committing suicide, and he was on the phone with her. I believe it was like he was trying to talk her away from it, but she still did it. That that got to him. Um, I think it was long time girlfriend. And some other things happening to him. It just seems like, you know, fucking humanity just got to him, man. Like, you could tell it in his voice, the way that he talks. Even when he is in a chipper mood, there's something that you could tell about somebody who's been through a lot of things. Like, even when they're in happy moods, you can still feel the fucking hurt in their voice. And it's like, it's like a melancholy feel that you get when they're happy. Because it's like, it's like a... Uh, not to be funny, but it's like uh, the end of uh, Little Giants. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they won that game, but nine times out of ten, they'll lose that shit every goddamn time. <laughs> 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 they'll lose it every fucking time. They won that game. But yeah, man, nine times out of ten, they're getting bombed every fucking play. It's going to be like 70 to 10. Every fucking every time, so that's the only thing about. Uh, but I mean, he's been winning, so I'm happy for it. I'm happy that he's had a renaissance. Um, who's the other dude from Encino Man? He had a, a renaissance. Um, Brad, um, Brandon Fraser had a mm-hmm. renaissance. Um, you know, lovable losers, man. I'm, I'm happy that they they've gotten their their turnaround because you know everybody. You know, you see yourself in a lovable loser kind of thing. Uh, what else? Speaking of Encino Man, what would you what would you think about if if you see Pauly Shore play? Um, I forgot the guy's name. If you see Pauly Shore, give me oh, a second. Oh, playing Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. I I would want to watch that just because it's Pauly Shore. Um, Do but- you think it's going to be a drama? Full on no, drama? I don't think it's going to be a drama. I think it's going to definitely have its comedic moments. It has to. Um, but I don't think Polly Shore can pull off Richard Simmons' voice. Richard Simmons had a very high pitch, very fast. He spoke very fast. He was very flamboyant. And Polly Shore can. is very like Keanu Reeves. Like he, like he has his rhythm, and he I've never heard him divert from that rhythm. Yeah. Polly Shore is probably, when you hear his voice, you're like, yeah, that's Polly Shore. But he talked kind of fast too, right? Pug? Not like Richard Simmons, man. Mm, he no. does talk a little fast. Because he elongates the words like, dude, and oh, no. Like, he makes everything long. While Richard Simmons used to do fitness videos, so he was always like, come on, ladies. Oh, one, two, three, one, two, three. Like, you know, he was just so, like, he was like, a, he, he seemed like he was on cocaine all the time. Like, yeah. Just like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. The most perfect Richard Simmons impersonation that I've, I heard was from Eddie Murphy, and I think it was Nutty Professor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the most. That was the most perfect one. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like that really sounds like fucking uh, what you call it, Richard Simmons. But visually, Pauly Shore kind of looks like Richard Simmons. Yeah, no, I'll, I, I think visually they could definitely pull it off. Um, I'm, but, I'm like, I'm looking at this photo, this side by side. I could definitely see it. You know, if they, because he he naturally has curly hair. Yeah. So if he lets it grow out, um, they they both have. Similar, similar facial structure. Yeah, no, I, I, one hundred percent. I think visually he can definitely pull it off. Yeah, but 
I really want to hear him. I, I want to hear him play. I need you, I'm going to need you to sound like Richard Simmons, please. And then you just hear Polly. It's like, yo, you can't even look like, if you look like the person, I don't even think it helps you in getting apart because they can just do makeup to yeah. make anybody look like somebody else. You have to like embody that person in order for them or you just got to have like a huge as number of followers who are willing to to like watch this movie which I'm one of them like I would watch that movie with Pauly Shore being Richard Simmons because it's fucking Pauly Shore like the the clip that we that we were just listening to where Pauly Shore was saying that um he wants to do uh Encino Man 2 in the army now to biodome to and all the other kind of stuff but he is not up to him it's up to the studios Studio, yeah. that that have the rights to it i asked you off camera i'm like yo would you watch these movies you <laughs> took a big breath and you said yeah i would watch it but it was one of those because you, you also said it'll be bad but i will still watch it <laughs> Because it's Pauly Shore. And that's exactly what my answer is, too. I would watch it. I would watch Biodome 2. I would watch uh, Encino Man 2. I will watch all of them. And I know going in that it is going to be a bad movie. But I don't give a fuck. I don't give not one fuck. I would watch it. And would I watch it again? That's That's the real tell of a good movie. If you're willing to watch it again... That's the real tell of a good movie. And I mean, the, the Matrix Reloaded, Reloaded, whatever one, I don't know what they call it, whatever they fucking call reloaded it. Reloaded again. A Reloaded again kind of <laughs> shit. That movie. I mean, Keanu Reeves did it. He did it. He did it to I, Bill I, and Ted. You know what? Add that to the list of movies that never watch again. Um, Bill and Ted? No, The Matrix. The Matrix. Like that. But you know what? No, no, no. Actually, don't add it because the question was a great movie that you'll never watch again, and that movie was not great. <laughs> no, it wasn't great at all. There's a whole bunch of movies that, like, that I just wouldn't watch again because they're bad. But is there a movie that you wouldn't watch again because it just got you really mad? Like because the villain got away or something like that? Oh, maybe, maybe Arlington Road. Arlington Road. Uh, so basically, Jeff Bridges finds out that his next door neighbor is a is a terrorist, and he's planning on blowing up a government building. Um, and nobody believes him, mm-hmm. and he starts getting paranoid, and he starts going crazy. Did that movie <clears throat> come out the same time as Speed? Yeah, it was that early mid nineties. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the movie, he uh, Jeff Bridges believes that the bomb is in like a like a delivery van and the the van is heading to this government building and it gets passed through security and he like in his car he like forces through the security catches yeah, up to the van bro. when he opens the van the bomb isn't there and he realizes he was driving the car that had the bomb the whole time it was in his car they had switched it out last minute on him and then the building blows up he loses he dies obviously and they blame him and then Tim Robbins no no, no Tim Robbins yeah, I think I think the movie probably does end with them believing that he he yeah, was the terrorist. There was like a, a news. There was like a news uh, that you heard yeah. saying like, "Oh, it was this dude," and like given his history and shit like that. And it was like because he was always entangled with it. He taught classes about it yeah, and stuff it was like, like that. Fuck, I could see it. And then Tim Robbins, who was the real terrorist, is watching from a distance, and he's got Jeff Bridges' son next to him. Like he like he like he adopted his son. He took his son, Bro. which is like. Bro, to add salt to the wound. Like, not only did I kill you, now I got your son type of thing. Like, that that was the first time I I think I ever saw a bad guy win. I've only seen that movie once. And yeah, I remember me too. watching that movie. And I remember seeing the trailer when it came out. It came out around the same time as Speed. And now I can think about it. That is the smarter Speed. Oh, shit. That's a smart speed because the movie Speed was about a guy who who uh, who makes bombs and he blows up shit. This movie is about the same, like another guy who makes bombs and he blows up shit. So I always, in my mind, was thinking like these movies are kind of like similar. It's like one of those Armageddon and Deep Impact kind of thing. 
but you know not a lot of people like to talk about it but now i'm thinking about it yeah it's like a, a more smarter version of speed no no it's not a lot of action in this movie it's just a whole bunch of suspense and yeah dude that movie right there i i only watched it once and that's the reason why i watched it the only reason why i watched it once because that shit really hurt it really fucking hurt it's like damn this motherfucker lost everything bro <laughs> everything everything <laughs> that shit I want people to watch that though. Watch yeah. that. <laughs> I need you to feel this hurt because that that this fucking hurt that uh is like oh my god, dude. And the end when when he when the bomb finally blows up, all you see is just like you know that is just fucking studio lights, mm. but it was just like like bright light. Yeah, yeah. like and he was just like <laughs> it was over, bro. It was over because I think both of those movies had something to do with a watch. Well, I you know what was it I, watching? You know what I know. You know what I think it was. It was this was around the time of like the Oklahoma bombing, so it was like yep. a lot of people were talking about like domestic terrorism, mm-hmm. and then around that time there was also the the Winter Olympics. Um, there was a bomb that went off in the crowd, yeah, and all of that. So, yeah, man, it was a it was a crazy time, bro. Wasn't there a bomb that went off in uh, when the Olympics were in Atlanta? That, that one, yeah, the Atlanta? Winter Olympics, yeah. It was like in a garbage can, yeah, and that had like fucking nails and broken glass and all this shit. And that's when I realized I didn't, bro. At that time, I didn't know that people put stuff in bombs. Yeah, like they put like nails and shit inside bombs, bro. In the nineties, before um, like uh, two thousand one, when the you know nine eleven happened, bro, there was like at least two attempts at taking down the World Trade Center. I remember growing up. Because I remember there was a bomb that was in a, a truck that was in the bottom of the World Trade Center, and that shit didn't work. And then there was another one that happened, like, a couple of years later. And I think it was somebody just tried to drive into, like, the the base of the, one of the World Trade Centers, and it just didn't work. But, it I mean, it, it, it wasn't as, like, heavy news as it would have been, like, now. It was just taken as, like... Well, maybe because, you know, I'm a little kid and, you know, just watching our news and then I just keep on going. But at that time, it was it just seemed like it just took a 15 minutes because, you know, they failed kind of shit. And the the 90s was wild because people were making those fucking movies about people putting things in bombs and shit like that. So it was a crazy time. It was a crazy fucking time. But yeah, man, that that was a. That was a bit. That was a fucking bit. Um, another question you had here was, um, or, you know, just a topic mm-hmm. was from the A24 film group, mm-hmm. uh, Hot Take. This person wrote, the movie Talk to Me is mid as hell, but we've been in a good horror drought, and that's why people lost their yam bags over it. To clarify, I like the movie. It's just not hereditary. I disagree. Now, is Talk to Me, you know, one of the greatest? No, it's not one of the greatest horror movies of all time or anything like that. But it was it was a good horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what I loved about it was these two guys who made the movie used you know all practical effects. I think right now, I think if anything, talk to me is actually showing people the same way Hereditary did, the same way Midsummer did, which is like, bro, we're going through like a transition in horror movies where it's like these new filmmakers are showing people. I got it. I can get it. I think these these new horror movies are actually showing people that we're actually going through like a like an evolution. Mm-hmm. There, there's because there was a time, there was a moment where it was like just James Wan. Oh, look at the Insidious movies. Oh, look at the the Conjuring. Oh, look at the and it was like the it was the same system over and over again. The same jump it was scares, a paint by numbers kind of thing. Yeah, same CGI over and but now these new guys are like, no, nah, no, nah, but we could do. We could we could try a different approach, and I, I I'm actually embracing it. I'm like, yeah, I want to see. I think no one will save us is sh- also on Hulu, like showing people yeah. like, no, no, no. We could take sci-fi 
to a different route. Mm-hmm. So, man, I, I'm 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 excited to see. Yeah, just like fucking shake up the fucking yeah. bag. We take sci-fi, shake up that fucking bag, see what we'll, see what we get out of it. And I'm loving what we got right now for for just horror related or anything that just like just brings chills up your spine kind of thing. Even I was gonna say the boogeyman. No, I haven't seen that. But I was thinking the. Not the Baba Yaga uh, The Baba Duke Baba Duke I remember watching that movie Like not knowing What the fuck the lore was Or anything like that And just being fucking terrified Of that shit Okay I would add that To the list of great movies I've never seen I will never watch again You only seen that once And you won't I watch saw it again? I saw it once And the movie's good mm-hmm. But I have zero interest In watching it again And I think a part of it Has to do with that little kid you know, like, you know, I like wanted that. to kick that kid in the fucking face, bro. That scene when he just wouldn't stop screaming. Yeah, and she's like, "Stop!" And he, and he just kept on going. I was like, "I want, I want that kid to die. Like, I want him to die." And like he, he would, and he's like yelling at his mom and screaming at his mom. No, nah, man. Yeah, no. Nah. That shit was obnoxious. It was. <laughs> it was. I powered through it. It was. It was. It was, it was a little obnoxious. It was. Um, and it, but what's funny is that that that's part of the horror. Like all of that stuff was like messing with her mentally. Mm-hmm. All that anxiety, all that stress, and I think that's I, I think I felt that when I was watching the movie. I felt like like I like I was going Fucking like tense. this, yeah. and and that's why I wouldn't watch it again. It was too much. Damn, you know what? I see. I, I thought it was just a good movie. I, I never watched it again because uh, it just never came up. Like, there's, to me, I will feel like, no, nah, there's better things. <laughs> there's better things. But um, it is a good movie. Like, yeah. I would suggest people to watch it just so they can, uh, pe- I mean, people who like to get scared just feel that shit. And watch it alone. That's the thing that makes a great horror movie. If you're scared to watch it alone, that means a good movie. So it's, it's a good movie. Um... What's the movie? You know what? I'm not going to talk about the movie that's on the, the bracket. But um, uh, I forgot the name of it. Uh, Nobody's Going to Save You. That's a movie that you can watch alone. But you won't get as scared as... Uh, I, remember when I, I remember when in the chat I was saying, oh, it's like Signs. It ain't like Signs. It's Signs I was fucking scared to watch that shit. When I was watching it alone, I was like, ooh. This movie, I was just like, ooh. But I, I do feel that... The way that we talk about movies is not the way that like the an average person is talking about movies. Yeah, like the thing that we appreciate about um, that movie, Talk to Me. I don't think a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, it's because it's practical." A lot of people don't even give a fuck about that no. shit. The fact that when you talk to like an average person and they say that, "Oh, Insidious," is like their favorite. their favorite movie, not knocking it. Not knocking it. I'm not calling Insidious uh, Keanu Reeves, but if the shoe fits, you know what I mean. <laughs> when when Insidious first came out, I didn't watch it. I didn't even know that it existed. And then people start telling me about Insidious, and then I I watched the first movie and off rip, uh, the lead actor, what's his name? Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Another Patrick. A fellow Patrick. Um, I didn't like that guy. The same way that you feel about that kid, that's the same way I feel about Patrick Wilson. I feel like his face can't act. So when I saw him in that movie, I was like, ugh. And then I saw him in other movies, and I'm like, oh, it's him. It's not me. I don't. I feel like there's actors out there who are like, no matter what movie they're in, it's going to be a bad movie off rip. And he is one of those actors that if he's in the movie – it's already got like negative points for me. What about what do you feel about the the woman that he acts with in The Conjuring? Do you think she's like a female version of him? Where she's I like think another? the only reason why she's a female version of him is because she hangs around him. Like I see her, they're together all the time in these movies. So I'm like, hey, what the fuck, birds of a feather kind of thing. But I've never seen her in anything other than a movie with him. Has she done anything else? She yeah, was yeah. she was the love interest in The Departed. She played the psych- the the therapist who ends up sleeping with Neo and Matt Damon's character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's the only thing I remember from exactly. um, that she did. <laughs> no, I think is isn't she um, on uh, American Horror Story? 
I believe so, yeah. Interesting fact. Uh, in The Nun and The Nun Part 2, The Good Nun, mm-hmm. that's her younger sister in real life. And it's all part of that James Wan, you know, franchise. It's like uh, Fast and the Furious. It's all in the family. Yeah, all in the family. This is this is the this is James Wan's version of um, uh, something in Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw. This is that's basically what we got. <laughs> the Nun Two. I guess that's that's wild. That's fucking wild. But um, other than that, man. I think that's been our sold, man. You yeah. should call it, because I am fucking starving. Yeah. Uh, let me play us out with something, something a little rich.